toward him. In Matthew 21, you see, first off, Jesus knew what was going to happen. Jesus knew what was going to be needed. And in verse 21, he tells his disciples that to go and get the donkey and the colt that he was going to need. He knew what was going to be needed. Why do I share this? God knew there was going to be a worldwide virus. God knows what's going on. God is not surprised by a Chinese virus. I'm going to say this because it's where it started. A virus that started on a whole other end of the world. He knew that it was going to be worldwide. Just like now, he knew what to tell his disciples what to go get. And I'm here to tell you today, the king is coming. See, I'm here to tell you today, if you're watching online, the king is coming. How many know what today is? It's Palm Sunday. Amen. And Palm Sunday is when Jesus came in to Jerusalem and he was brought in, came in on a donkey by prophecy, fulfilled prophecy that was spoken in. And they, they, they shouted and they gave him praise. They were like, oh, son of David, son of David, son of David. And it was, it's funny because no one, like I've shared before, no one went out there. And today it's easy to get a mass of people because of social media. Like if I wanted to tell people, like I told people about the pantry, I used our, our, our app or our, our platforms to be able to tell people about the food pantry. But there was no there was no Twitter. There was no social media back then. There was nothing to let people know about Jesus' coming. But yet they showed up. They showed up and they proclaimed him as God. And they laid down their garments on the ground and they they gave him praise. They, they gave him totally praise and, and adored him. In Matthew 21, you see, first off, Jesus knew what was going to happen. 
Jesus knew what was going to be needed. And in verse 21, he tells his disciples that to go and get the donkey and the colt that he was going to need. He knew what was going to be needed. Why do I share this? God knew there was going to be a worldwide virus. God knows what's going on. God is not surprised by a Chinese virus. I'm going to say this because it's where it started. A virus that started on a whole other end of the world. He knew that it was going to be worldwide. Just like now, he knew what to tell his disciples what to go get. And I'm here to tell you today, the king is coming. See, I'm here to tell you today, if you're watching online, the king is coming. Am I claiming to be one of these guys who's going to give you the date, the time, and the hour? No. I mean, I don't know if you ever, I ran into people like that. In New York, I forget this guy's name. There's this guy who's predicted it three times, and he's been wrong every time. But he gets a whole bunch of people following him. And they were running around New York City, and they were handing out brochures on the street, and they had T-shirts on, and they were like, are you ready? The world's going to end on this day, on this day, on this day. And the funny thing about that, my wife and I were laughing about it the other day because there were people that when they left, their job on Friday, they were like, hey, man, might not see you Monday. And then other people, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And we'd be like, we're just going on with life like ever. And other people were like, oh, well, we're having an end-of-the-world party. We're getting smashed in case it ends. And, and, or we're just wait. We're going to bring in the end of the world with a bottle of tequila. And they were just, or we're just going to do this. And they were all, there was people that actually bought into it. And I remember Somebody came to me on the street. I had got, I was on, I was taking subway trains, subway trains. I got off and I was down in very I forget the street, but I was in a very busy area of Manhattan. And one of them people walked up to me and they were like, "Oh, here, take this. Are you ready? The world's gonna end." And I said, "Who says so?" And they said, "So and so, so and so is pro prophesying, predicting." I said, "Well, you tell whoever this so and so is if you uh, ever get to meet him." That the Bible says that only the father knows the time and the hour. And unless he's a father, he don't know. And they looked at me like I was off. I would have liked to see how they. And then every time, as the time before, had to put out a note. Oh, I missed my calculations. He messed up his calculations. I'm here to tell you, God knows exactly what's going on. God is not surprised. Amen. Let's start by re reading in verse 21 of the book of Matthew. And this scripture is going to be read all over the nation today. Whether someone's sitting on their couch, whether they're online at home, whether no matter what they're doing, this is being read today. It says, Now when they draw near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village uh, uh, opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them, 
and immediately he will send them. And all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the fowl of a donkey. The word of the Lord, you may be seated. Now, then you go on to read that the disciples found it exactly as the Lord said it would be. The Lord said they would find the donkey, the colt. Someone came up to him and said, hey, what are you doing? The Lord has need of it. And they said, okay, take it. Imagine if you said that today. Some people are like, the Lord, no, no, no. Because they just, but if, but if the Lord had orchestrated it, they would let it happen. See, God is not surprised. But I need to tell you, as in verse 5, I'm not telling the daughter of Zion. I'm telling the, the ears of whoever will hear, the king is coming. I don't know the time. I don't know the hour. But we're able to use sonar and radar and all these different things to tell the weather and forecast the weather. We're able to look at the signs of the weather and the stock market and all these different things. But sometimes we can't read the sign of the time. Look at the world we're living in right now. The world we're living in is full of sin. Pastor, why would God allow such a virus and such things to happen to mankind? Look at how mankind is living. Mankind has taken his word out of schools, prayers out of schools, Things that have been set up as guidelines and structures in the Bible have been watered down, crossed over, and made reasons for it of why they should be okay and should exist. If the Word says it's a sin, it's a sin. If the Word says it's wrong, it's wrong. If the God said in His commandments not to do it, we're not supposed to do it. But yet man has found ways to get around God's word and do what man wants to do. So why wouldn't he allow a virus to come across the planet to bring people back to focusing on God? There's people all around the world now worshiping God, calling on God. For once in their life, people are like, oh, my God, I can't go to church. Ain't been to church in months. But then once the doors are shut, oh, my God, I got to get there. That's God bringing attention to himself and the urgency and the importance of who he is. And today, we know, we're in churches. uh, We're separated. We're not allowed to have masses of people in the services. But God's still going to get the glory. We are sitting here to cry Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to him. You see, go on down into verse Eight, And it says, and a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from trees and spread them on the road. The multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, 
This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all of those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables, the money changers, and the seats of those who sold dove. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. I believe the Lord is as he's coming. He's going to start turning over the tables of man. Why do you think the stock exchange is going up and down? Why do you think all the things are happening? Because God is showing the world. I am in control. This is my world. And if I want to take my hand off it, it's going to go straight down the tooth. God is allowing to get people's attention to come back to him. And he's starting. They put the message out. My son is coming. The king is coming and wants to know, are you ready? Are you ready for the king? Are you ready to meet Jesus? Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Josiah went out and purged the area of all the false idols that were not of God, that weren't worshiping God, that were worshiping Baal and all the idols, even the priests that were doing the sacrifices. He murdered them and crushed up their bones and burnt them on the altar. That they were sacrificing to these false gods. God is cleaning out house. He's cleaning out the land. He's allowing this virus to bring attention to him. Because the king is coming. And only the strong in the Lord will rise up. And shake their finger at the world. Shake their finger at the media. And say my God is bigger than this virus. My God is bigger than the stock exchange. My God is bigger than anything that's coming to face. And I will stand up. And I will be ready. Because the king is coming. Come on give God some praise. The king is coming. Got to get our houses in order. People for the first time in their lives are praying in the morning. People who had strong relationships with God are now and have fallen back are now, oh my God, on their face weeping and crying and worshiping God and getting revelation words because, they're, uh, because the virus arose them in their spirit. See, the king is coming. Are you ready? King is coming. Are you ready? Which one of the virgins are you? The five that were prepared, came with their oil, came with extra oil, had their, the wicks on their, their lamps all trimmed up and ready to go? Or are you one of the virgins that's lazy? You came with no oil. You don't have your, 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 your wick ready for in your lamp. And when you find out the king's coming, you're going to try to run to the other ones who got the oil. But yet the thing I don't understand about that is they wanted to buy oil off of the ones who had oil. If you had the money, why didn't they buy the oil first? You see, what a time, you know, it's up to our decisions. It's up to how we live. We've got to be prepared to meet the king. Esther got herself ready for her day before the king. And she saw favor in the eyes of the king. And she became the ruler she shouldn't even have been there because she was a Jew. 
And then she got favor over those who would have persecuted her. You see, God will raise you up if you want to be raised up. God will bring you into his presence if you want to be brought into his presence. But you got to have your house in order. He's not, God is not accepting lip service anymore. I don't believe. He's like, oh, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. Then you go out and you go just act totally opposite of one who praises him. God is looking for a commitment from his people because he's about to send his son back. And when his son comes back, it's too late. You are in, when he comes back, those of us who are ready aren't going to be here anymore. You won't be able to be like, Pastor, pray for me. Pastor going to be chilling with Jesus. Amen. I hope it be hopefully when he parts the cloud, they got a horse waiting for me that I can hop on and get on with the get on with the with the mission. Amen. But I, I want to be rapture ready when that king comes. When my king comes, I want to be ready. Amen. You see, because Jesus is coming. The king is coming. And I mean, well, Pastor, they've been saying that for years. Well. Look around. We close. You watch. This virus is going to start having, after everything clears, there's going to be tensions between certain countries because certain countries are going to be like, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And I can tell you, I, like I said, I don't know the hour. But I've been telling my wife for the longest time that I believe I would be alive to see the coming of the Lord. I believe that I'll be alive for the rapture of the church. I'm 53. I got plenty of time. But I believe it's a lot sooner than a lot of us think. Now, this time, when our God comes back, he's not coming lowly and meek on the back of a donkey. He's not coming back quiet. He wasn't quiet after. But he's not coming back in a humble fashion. He's coming back in authority and in power. Revelations 19 says, Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who, call to the, who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and your brethren of the, who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, here's where I want you to really pay attention. It says, now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he had the judges and make war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written on that no, no one knew except him. He was clothed with a robe, 
dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he fill himself he himself will rule them with an iron rod, himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And, his, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's the Jesus that's coming back. That's the Jesus that's going to take control of this world. That's the Jesus. And at that point, when they come back, that's after the rapture. If you've been raptured, you'll probably be on one of them white horses with me. When the trumpet blows and the sky breaks for the first time and Jesus takes his church, I want to be ready. I want to be there. I don't want to have to go through the seven-year tribulation period. I don't want to have to go through that. I don't want any of you to have to go through that. If you think being a Christian is hard now, you wait until the rapture happens and Satan's police are controlling the flow of the earth. And it's either take the mark or die. We're not going to take the mark in this church. We're going to believe in the blood of Jesus today and right now. We're going to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and on the first load out into heaven. Amen. We're going to be on the express route to heaven. Amen. I don't want to take the long scenic route. I want the straight one shot. Bam, out of here. Like the Captain Kirk of Star, Star Trek. Just beat me up, Scotty. Beat me up, Jesus. I want to be with you. But I can tell you, get right with God. Get right with your relationship with God. Keep your eyes on Him. Get your family as close to God as you can in these last days. See, if you're close to God and you understand who God is, you're not scared of this virus. You're not scared. You actually feel like, you know what, I'm not going to get this virus. You would, you could walk around knowing you're not getting it. You also would know that if it attached to somebody around you, you have authority over it, and you can tell it to get out. If you believe you've been in contact with somebody who got the virus, you can get together with your brothers and sisters. The Bible says whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. We get together, we bind it, we loose healing, and we call it a wrap and a deal. Amen? Because the king is coming. God is wanting to raise us up to walk in the authority that we were called to have. I believe revival is coming out of this virus. I believe that the remnant that God's been raising up is going to rise up and going to come out there are going to be some on-fire Christians come out the closet, amen? Because there's Christians hiding in the closet right now. I'm not talking about the other closet, I mean, but that's true too. But 
I'm talking about the closet of being afraid of what people think. The closet of, well, I, got, I can't be too radical because, you know, I don't care. I'm going to be radical for Jesus, and if you don't like it, if you don't like it, unsubscribe, unlike, stop following. Amen? It's not about the numbers. It's about Jesus. And my king is coming. My king is coming. And my job is to sound the trumpet to get people ready and let them know King Jesus is coming. Are you ready? How do I get ready, Pastor? The first thing you have to do is to accept him as, his, as your personal Lord and Savior. You've got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is the Son of God, that he rose again for your sins, and by his blood you are washed and cleansed of your sins, and by his stripes you are healed. You've got to believe that he is your Savior, and that is the first step of getting ready to meet Jesus. And then after that, it's about a maintaining that relationship, keeping close to him, keeping close to God, and keeping close to that Holy Ghost, and keeping them all in control of your life. And moving forward, Rising up in righteousness, being filled with the Spirit, not being scared of anything that comes your way. Someone says you got something, but ah, no, no, I got Jesus. I don't need, I, no, no, no. I don't have cancer. I've got the Holy Ghost. And watch it come out. Are you ready for the King? Are you ready for the King? not about what you look like on the outside it's not about the clothes you're wearing because you can get all dressed up it's like there's a proverb where the psalmist talking about a prostitute and he compares it to a pig with a gold ring in its snout you could dress up all you want you can put on the finest clothes. But if you don't got Jesus, you are dirty all over. You're a mess. You're a wreck. You're dead man's bones in painted white sepulchers. You've got to get right with Jesus. you got to live right. You ever see those sitcoms or TV shows where someone, sh or maybe you guys have a friend like this, or maybe this is how you live, and I don't know. Someone knocks on your door unexpectedly, and or they call you and they say, Hey, hey, girlfriend, we just right down the road. We stopping by. And you running around throwing everything in every closet you can possibly do to clean up the house to make it appropriate for someone to visit. Listen can't do that with your life with Jesus. He sees where everything is. You can put on your best game face when you come and hang out with your Christian fellowship friends. Look at me. Oh! I am the model Christian. And then Jesus looks at you and goes, really? That's what I'm about? Is your suit and your tie? And how good you look? See, We run into people 
in our ministry that sometimes have less apparel on that we do. Don't look as well as we do. Don't smell as well as we do. But sometimes they have more God in them than some of the most model Christians. Is their relationship is pure with God. But pastor, if their relationship was pure with God, wouldn't they have better clothes? You don't know what life has just thrown that person. See, someone who really has a relationship with the king can go through hell on earth and still trust in Jesus and still love Jesus. They could live in the woods under a tree sharing a pillow with a rattlesnake and still have Jesus in their heart. And I remind you, when I shared before, I remember I preached at a place called Safe House in Atlanta. 300, over 300 homeless people in a room. And our ministry would go there once a month with food and waters and things, and we would feed them. But the first thing was they had, they got the word. And I remember I brought them, we did worship, and we brought the word. And one-third of that room got saved that day. And I remember telling them this. I said, you could be homeless right now, living on a park bench, living under a car, living in your car, and you got Jesus, and you have more than the millionaire living in the penthouse on the top floor of the Omni Hotel right now. And that applies to you here today. That applies to you online today. You can have Jesus on the inside of you, and he's your Lord and Savior, and you can be living under a car in a cardboard box under the boardwalk at Cody Island, and you've got more than the man living in Trump Plaza down in Manhattan. you got more than somebody living in the casinos at Atlantic City. you got more than somebody living in a mansion down on Davis Island because if they don't got Jesus, they don't have a single thing of worth anything. See, if you've got Jesus, you've got all you need. He'll bust you out of that cardboard box. He'll bring you out of them woods. He'll bring you into his own personal mansions because all the mansion you need to worry about is the mansion that's prepared for you in heaven. And I'm here to tell you today that the king, the king, the king, the king is coming. Come on, give God some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah, come on. Give him some praise. Say the king is coming. Come on, say the king is coming. Say I'm ready. Come, Jesus. Come, King Jesus. Come on, King Jesus. Hallelujah. The king is coming, people. He's coming. Hallelujah. He's just really, really good. You see, Jesus that is coming now is not the Jesus you see depicted in pictures. And it doesn't even matter what color skin. You know, I remember when I was, I had a, a really good good friend that I used to go hang out with, and um, he was black. And I was in his house one day, and he had this picture, and there was this guy with these big, long dreadlocks hair and a staff, and, 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 uh, 
And I jokingly said, who that, Bob Marley? He said, no, that's Moses, man. Who are you talking to me, Bob Marley? That's Moses. I said, Moses? He goes, oh, what, Moses wasn't black? I said, no, I ain't going there. I guarantee you, he had color on his skin. What shade it was, I don't care. It don't matter. I can tell you one thing, he was not white. White folk didn't live where he lived. Amen? They do now, but not then. It doesn't matter. Because the God that we're coming back, that is coming back, is the one with the eyes of fire. The beard is white. The sword coming out of his mouth. That's the Jesus is coming back. And the only ones going to make it with him are the born again washed in his blood believers in him and I choose to be one of them how about you I choose to be one of them I don't mind being peculiar Peter says that we're going to be peculiar in this wicked generation I don't mind being peculiar I don't mind standing out because I want to represent Jesus I don't mind being up here saying the king is coming. I don't mind. It's my job. It's my duty. The king is coming. And the church and the body of Christ needs to get ready. Stop playing with God and get real with God. And I believe this virus is doing that. It's waking people up. People who had no recognition for God. I guarantee you there are some people that try to get mad at God about this and then realize, wait a minute. If it's him, I need to get with him so he can help me. I believe in the twinkling of an eye, God could just go, earth healed. Bible says, if we humble ourselves and pray, he will heal our land. We need to get humble. We need to pray. And we need to get ready because the king is coming. Hallelujah. World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world. One life. One city. One nation. At a time.